Hey guys, it's Kelly, and I want to welcome you back to the Unbroken Podcast. Something happened to me, and it's happened a lot as a survivor where there's something like an event or something that happens where you're just not prepared for how it is going to affect you emotionally, mentally, uh, if it's going to trigger PTSD and different things. And something like that happened to me. It's not the first time. I think the first time that was the most traumatic and obvious was when COVID started and everyone was wearing masks. I struggled myself with wearing one because of when I would be gagged or when clients would kind of put their hands over my mouth to muffle my screams. And it, I mean, it was rough through all of COVID because I, I couldn't wear one. I got a medical exemption, but it was triggering for me to see people in them. And I never realized exactly how much it would ever bother me because something like that has never happened in my lifetime. It hasn't happened in most people's. And it was hard and very triggering. But I did what I could to make it through. I actually got a lot of exposure therapy. And I think I've worked past that trigger of seeing a person in a mask. I mean, I, I know as a child and even as a young adult, even now, I just don't like people in any kind of masks. Like even on Halloween, I don't like clowns and stuff like that. And I, I knew that it was a trigger from my past, but I think COVID just kind of made me completely understand what all of that was. But it was something that I could work through, and I'm happy that I was able to and get to a good place. So hopefully, if it happens again, I just don't have the same problems. But today, a completely different thing happened that brought up a whole mess of emotions. And again, it's one of those things that you don't know it's going to feel the way that it does until it happens. So I wanted to share my experience about this because I'm sure there are people out there that are listening that this could happen to them and they might feel the same way, whether it's in relation to trauma or other things and other factors. But I... I had to get my annual mammogram. I know that there is a family history of breast cancer. I don't know very many details of it, but I knew enough that I've been getting mammograms pretty regularly since I turned 35. I didn't get one last year because of COVID, so um, it was... It was hard going back and I knew that there was triggers about things and I don't want to get too graphic about what they do, but uh, it's a very personal, intimate experience because you're topless and they have to move it around and it's painful and 
It's just a nightmare, but I don't think anything could have prepared me for the phone call that I got today, which said that there were abnormalities, and they have not dropped the C word yet. Um, emphasis on yet. I'm trying to stay hopeful, but it was just like I was talking with my husband and I'm like, babe, how am I going to sit here and tell them the family history? I don't know how old any of my aunts were, my grandmothers. I don't know what age they were, what type of cancer they had, if it was successful. I don't know about BRCA and their results. I just don't know. And they're going to be asking these questions. I mean, they ask it with every mammogram that I get. And I just, I feel like a little empty inside. And I mean, that might not even be the best word to use, but it's like, I feel like I didn't exist until I escaped because I don't know anything from my past and unlike most people I don't have someone that I can just pick up the phone and call and say hey this is happening can you give me some information and it's a very lonely feeling because this is a time when you need family support I have amazing friends. I love every single one of them, even the ones that blew up my phone all day. <laughs> and I have an amazing husband. My daughters are absolutely amazing, beautiful girls that are just so supportive. But I want my mom, but not my mom. I want a mom, a mother, because this is this is when you need a mother. And it's just a very harsh, hard reminder that I don't have one, and I never did. And if they were still in my life, it probably would be the worst experience ever. They would make it all about them, and they would probably keep me from going into the doctor knowing them, but it's hard. And as survivors, we have to lose a lot of things. And yes, I was aware that I lost my family and I was okay with it and I accepted it. But today was just one of those days where it was like it sank in and it hit so much different than it usually does. And I miss having a family. Because if it is the worst case scenario and I'm not here in a year, I'm, I have no one to help support my husband or my children. I don't have this big, amazing family that I loved so much growing up. And I know some people may think it's weird and crazy to say that I loved a family that either trafficked me or allowed the trafficking to happen, but I didn't know that anything wasn't normal. But it, it hits hard today. And I just, I really wish that I had my mother 
and a real mother, not the crazy psycho one that I had, but someone that I, I could turn to that could go to appointments with me. I mean, if it is cancer and I have to have chemo, I'm going to have to do that alone. And it's just a very lonely, lonely time. And I don't think survivors talk about things like this. And it's not something that I think people want to keep hidden. I just think it's, like I said, you don't realize it until it happens. And maybe luckily it doesn't happen for other survivors. I don't know. But it's hard. And I'm struggling today. And hoping that... I'm hoping everything's okay. Because... I need it to be because I need to be strong and I need to be there for my family and I need to watch my children grow up. I just need to. I've done so much and sacrificed so much for those kids. I want to see them grow up and I want to see them thrive and become amazing, wonderful people. Not that they aren't already. My daughters are a little nutty, but hey, it's genetic. <laughs> so I need some prayers. I don't ask for very much from my listeners, but I really need prayers. And whatever or whomever you pray to, just say an extra prayer for me if you can, because I am absolutely terrified. Yeah. <sighs> I had originally wanted to talk about Britney Spears and a couple of TikTok creators as well as this one girl on YouTube. I think her name was Marina Joyce. So I do intend to talk about them a little bit, but um, I just kind of wanted to get that out of the way because I've been crying on and off all day so something might make me cry during this episode <laughs> who knows so Britney Spears I'm sure everybody knows had had a conservatorship and she essentially was not even allowed to go to Starbucks without permission from her father it was I believe 15 years that she had it and she released a video a few days ago that was over 20 minutes long on YouTube explaining a lot of things about the conservatorship, how it happened, um, talking about the horrors that her family did to her. And it was hard to listen to. I'm not sure if it's still up or not, but she... She was very hurt, and what happened to her was very wrong. The issue that I had, and I had tried to bring awareness to it, um, wasn't something that wasn't very popular among the Free Britney crowd. And um, that's why there's this mother-daughter duo, I'm not going to say their names, on TikTok where people think that the little girl is a kidnapping victim. There was, um, <clears throat> excuse me, the, uh, like I said, I think her name was Marina Joyce. She was a YouTuber 
and people were convinced that she was being held against her will and forced to make videos. And those two tie in with um, Britney Spears because she experienced that. And she was making videos on Instagram mostly. I don't know if it was on other social media platforms, but to be honest, I didn't really look. And people would comment on all of these people. I've seen the same comments like, if you're in danger, wear the color red tomorrow. Or if you have been kidnapped, wear yellow. Like, and they're posting these. And then, of course, the next video has it in it. The problem is, especially in Britney Spears's case, she didn't have control of anything, especially her social media. So what would happen is someone would tell her to wear red, her trafficker, and yes, I'm saying trafficker when referring to her father, would see that and he would put red on her in the next video. And then everybody would go and they would watch the next video that came out and it'd have millions of views. But what a lot of people didn't think about is she didn't have control of that. She didn't have control of what she wore. She probably didn't even read a lot of the comments but what did happen was she got money. Her account was monetized. So every view, every comment, every like raised how much money she would make off of each video. And because of the conservatorship, that money went right to her trafficker. And it's the same thing with this mother-daughter duo. Now, I don't know if this girl is a kidnapped girl or not from what i've looked into people have called the authorities so i'm pretty certain that something would have been done by now if that were the case but people are doing the same exact thing they are saying wear this if you're in trouble and the mother is completely exploiting her daughter and what she's doing is absolutely wrong. Whether this is the mother-daughter kidnapping that people think it is or not, she is exploiting her daughter. And when people comment, wear this, and I mean, her videos have millions, their videos have millions of views on it. They're making money off of it. And it's not going to that little girl. It's going to the mother. And... My personal opinion is I think that the mother is very aware that people believe this and I don't think she's the kidnapped couple and she's doing it on purpose for clout and with clout comes money because again, her account is monetized and it was the same thing with Marina Joyce. I don't know if anything had ever come about it. It was, I believe, from 2015, so it was a while ago, and people swore that they heard chains in her videos on YouTube, and they could see things, and people in the background, it was pretty crazy for a while, but people did the same exact thing, and if she was being held against her will, she would not have control. So what is the solution? Obviously, 
if you see something that makes you not feel okay and you think that person is in danger, call the authorities. I put my link tree in every single description for uh, the episodes. It's on all of my social media accounts. And you can report to the FBI cyber crimes. If it's a child, you can report to missing and exploited children. And then don't give the account any attention. In Brittany's case, the easiest way to have saved her while she was under the conservatorship was to unfollow her on Instagram, not to give any attention to her videos, not to comment, not to like. And that's an unpopular opinion, and it shouldn't be. Because, like I said, every single one of those were dollar signs. Everyone that viewed them or commented and liked them were helping her get exploited. And we see this a lot. And it's throughout social media everywhere. And sometimes parents even do it with their kids with disabilities. There was this whole thing that involved Kiwi Farms. I can't even remember the name of the woman. Um, Something about her kids had schizophrenia. There's just so many cases But, I mean, just scrolling through my For You page on TikTok, there's so many videos of parents exploiting their children. And people, when they hear exploitation, they think of sexual exploitation. They don't think about it the other way. And there were protections in place. I believe it was Macaulay Culkin um, that had fought to have the money he was making from movies to be put into kind of like a trust fund type thing so his parents weren't benefiting off of him. But there's nothing like that for social media. Obviously, you can't have a monetized account, but if it's a parent that's handling the account, then they have their runarounds. So it's difficult and it hurts to watch these parents just completely exploit their children for money. And trust me, they're not making a whole lot of money. But it's it's devastating to see people supporting it. I mean, they have the new feature where you can favorite movies I mean, or videos on TikTok. I can't even tell you how many are favorited. I see some with uh, people that have their children and they have duets They have stitches on. You can save the video to your phone. And even if you turn all of that stuff off, those videos can still be screen recorded. And pedophiles are on social media. And they're lurking in the background. Sometimes they are people that you're friends with that you think are normal. And people that you just never would believe. So... If you see an account that has a child and they're being used to make clout, money, whatever you want to call it, report that account and then don't pay attention to it. If we learn anything from what happened to Britney Spears, that should be it. That the more attention you give to the account, the more money you're giving to the trafficker, to the exploiter, and that... 
I'm not saying you're no different, but that's just the reality is that you're just assisting it. And I think that part of awareness and part of the fight for ending sex trafficking and child exploitation is doing just that, not helping the traffickers and the exploiters. And we all have to do our part. And it hurt me to not go and check up on Britney Spears. I always felt really close with her um, because I feel like her parents did a lot of things to her that my parents did to me. I feel like my parents were going to try to get a conservatorship eventually. So I very much felt close to her and related to her story. But I couldn't go to her videos. I couldn't go on her Instagram. I didn't even want to search her name because I just didn't want to give them the money. And I know there are so many people out there that will boycott the or not watch the Super Bowl because of the trafficking problems or won't watch Tom Cruise movies because of Scientology. And I mean, those are great things to start but we have to take everything and put it with social media too because it's even worse there. It goes way more unchecked. So we should very much try to end this because kids, I mean, like I've said, they're going to have social media accounts. That's one thing. But a parent forcing a child to do dances or wear makeup or dress provocatively and force them to do videos and benefit off of them. That is exploitation and it needs to end and there isn't a whole lot that we can do but we cannot give them the attention because if they don't get it then they'll just go away hopefully. So I hope that Brittany is living a happy, wonderful life. I, if I'm going to be completely honest, don't exactly trust her husband. But I think that it is a very important lesson that we can all learn because some people have been watching this happen for 15 years. And it's not okay. And if it can happen to her think of how many other people it can happen to. I mean, she was a celebrity at the time that the conservatorship was put in place. She was doing shows in Vegas. And like I said, if they can do it to someone as big as her, that is a public figure, think of what they can do to the kids that were like me, that nobody really paid attention to that just kind of sat in the background all the time. And this is the sad reality of our society this, these days, especially with how rampant social media is. It is completely out of control. I know I just got uh, account violation on Facebook for something I posted over a year ago that does not fit exactly what they were saying. Um, it's neither here nor there, but they don't protect kids. 
And I know there's been a lot of swatting happening, a lot of doxing. They're trying to have Kiwi Farms taken down, which honestly I cannot agree with more that that site needs to go away. But nobody is really giving the same energy to the porn websites. And I wish they would, but someday maybe it will happen. But everything with the internet has just essentially taken everything that was happening behind closed doors and it's now more public the only difference is people knew what if when i mean like when i tell my story they know what my parents did to me was wrong but a lot of things that happen on social media people just don't see it as wrong i mean i see people do wedding kids and it was, I mean, the first one that comes to mind was this girl talking on a phone. And I mean, I must have seen hundreds of people duetting this little girl. And some of them weren't exactly appropriate what they were acting like they were saying to her. Like, that's not okay. That's somebody else's child. And you should not be using it to get views on your TikTok. So we need to do stuff and we need to change laws. I talked with a really good friend the other day, and I'm sure she'll never hear this, but it's still worth mentioning. And she's meeting with um, the governor candidate in her state to talk about sex trafficking and how to protect survivors, how to protect victims and things that need to be done but she's not doing it because she has experience with it she is doing it because she really wants to end it and that's why she asked my opinion and other survivors and we are all working with this candidate i'm going to be talking to the candidates that are running for governor in my state and legislators as well asking them like what are you going to do if elected and these are the things that we can do to make a difference start at your local level talk to your city council talk to your local state legislators your governors and tell them that we need to pass better laws and we need to put an end to this because we've got to protect our kids and we have to protect ourselves and we have to protect our neighbors. We have to protect everybody. It sucks that it is falling so much on my generation's shoulders and my daughter's generation's shoulders. Sorry, that was like way more a tongue twister than I thought it would be. But if we don't make strides now and we don't make changes now, who is going to tell our children's children that all of this is not okay? We have to leave the world a better place than the one that we're in. I know there's been a huge push about maps. And I put another video on my TikTok of a teacher, a teacher telling people that we aren't going to judge people that want to have sex with five-year-olds that's what this teacher is saying to her students and that is not okay 
It is not okay that somebody wants that. And it is not okay to say that to children because then when it happens, the children are going to think it's normal. And I don't care about political beliefs when it comes to maps or any of that stuff. I care about keeping the children safe. And everything is just so crazy, so politically charged, and so emotionally charged right now that everybody's missing the signs and missing that our kids are being put in more and more danger every day. And I have nothing against teachers. There are a lot of great teachers out there. But the ones that are pushing this kind of talk are the ones that are dangerous. And they should not be allowed to teach children. But it's going to happen. I mean, it has. And it is happening. So we have to teach our children that this kind of stuff is not okay. And if a teacher says something that makes you feel uncomfortable, speak up about it. We have to have these uncomfortable talks with our children and we have to get them to feel like they can safely come to us and they can safely talk to us about these things. So to all the parents out there, please protect your kids. To all the people that see kids on social media, don't give them attention not the youngest ones that you know the parents are behind because we don't want to help child exploiters and we don't want to assist in child exploitation. To any kids out there that are listening, if someone's making you feel uncomfortable, you tell your parents. And if you don't can't trust your parents because they are them, you keep telling until somebody listens. And to all the survivors... When you have to let go of everyone in your life because they're toxic. I'm so sorry that you feel so alone, but you have other people that are going through it too. So you're never fully alone. There is always somebody out there that is going through the same things that you're going through. And... If you ever need to talk, my email, my Instagram, TikTok, I'm everywhere. Just reach out. If you need a friend, you need an ear, you need a shoulder to cry on, I will be that for you because I haven't had that. Not until recently, but we'll get there someday, hopefully. I pray that we will all come together and at least agree that we need to end this kind of exploitation. So I'm going to leave it there. I need some self-care. Probably going to take a nice bubble bath, drink a nice glass of wine, and just try to relax and just let all the stress of today fade away. (sighs) Thank you guys so much. For all your love and support. You are the family that I thought I had. And when I lost it, I wish I had. And the love and support means more than you could ever know. Because I knew all day 
that as soon as the house got quiet, I could just pull out my computer and my mic and record, and I can feel that love. Every single time I record, I feel it, and I needed it so much today. So thank you for listening. Thank you for your continued love and support, and I will talk with y'all soon. Hope you have a good week.